0: Church is the pillar and support of truth. It's only in God we can find peace through Christ Jesus. God does not dwell in a little brick of mortar, He dwells in our hearts.
1: Join Word vs. World every Sunday at 8 a.m. on 92.5 in Nogo's Dream FM. Word versus world, versus world rightly dividing the truth of God's word
0: Word versus World
1: sponsored by friends and lovers of the gospel It's a day the Lord has made and we rejoice and choose to be glad in it. You're welcome today to another edition of Word Versus World and this as we say is a program where we take worldly concepts and ideas and x-ray them using the truth of God's word. Every Sunday we do this at 8 a.m. to ensure that believers are fully equipped with every resource necessary to live balanced Christian lives. We know that um, the days are evil and the bible says that um the man of god has to be careful you know there's there's a scripture that says that um, even if if it were possible the very elect will be deceived so we have to constantly keep um updating ourselves on the word we constantly keep ensuring that we we don't we don't lose sight of you know the calling of god on our lives and on, on of the focus that we have as christians and what is that focus to be like christ you know um over the past weeks we actually were course living faith and we established over the weeks that living faith really deals with Christ. It is all about Christ ensuring that as a believer from the time you give your life to Christ to maturity you are just becoming more and more like Jesus. So it is for us to know that everything we do as Christians is to get towards that goal and what is that goal to be like Christ to be like Christ so that is the goal of the believer. As I said this is Word versus World on 9.25 in a dream FM. And my name is Hope. You are welcome. Today we're starting a new series. And the title of, or the topic of the series is the gospel of Christ the gospel of Christ and I, I want to know what that is as as I'm sure many of us also are interested in knowing what that is and we have in the studio um, Pastor Udo Kemuti, a, a man who is deeply passionate about the word of God and who is here Sunday after Sunday ensuring that this truth is disseminated. You're welcome sir.
0: Yeah, good morning sister, good to be here again.
1: Yes sir. Uh, so pastor the gospel of Christ, um, I think um you know, before we delve into the gospel of Christ, I think it is important to, to know exactly what the gospel is. Is there is there a definition for what the gospel is? You know, because um, when I was younger, of course, when you hear uh, the gospel, we, we all, okay, you are talking about Christianity. But now you hear people say this is the gospel truth this is you know things like that in, in <laughs> uh, conversation so what is this gospel
0: okay I, I believe when people make um, such a statement this is gospel truth is to um, emphasize the the truth or to you know make the person understand that whatever I'm telling you I'm, um, I, I, I believe in it and um, as a Christian I want you to believe what I'm telling you, you know. so that's why you, you hear the emphasis on um, the gospel, like some people say sincerely speaking. You okay. know, okay. Now having said that, um your the question you asked is what is the gospel? The theme uh or the series that we're having is the gospel of Christ. So um the whole thing is about um Christ. For me, one of the since I uh settled this in my heart that the whole thing about Christianity is Christ. I think it's um uh, my, It made me focus more and, um, you know, know what I'm pursuing. Good. That is, it's not about money. It's not about um, children. It's not about a wife. It's about me conforming into the image of Christ. So what is the gospel? Now... I'm going to give a popular um, a, a popular definition, which is the gospel means good news, which is actually correct. It means good news. Uh, but before that good news, there was a bad news. Yeah, before the good news, there was a bad news. So what's the bad news? The bad, the bad news was about uh, mankind. The bad news was that... Um, like Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 59, verse 2, it says, Our iniquities have made a separation between us and our God, and our sins have hidden his face. Uh, or because of our sins, uh, he has hidden his face from us, and as a result, he's not going to heal us. Now, that's the bad news. Um, what is the bad news? The bad news is that if you read Romans, I think, around chapter 3, verse 23, this was the bad news. Um, that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God then if you read Romans chapter 5 verse 8, it says therefore just as through one man sin entered into the world and death through sin and so death spread to all men, now that is bad news through one man sin entered the world and as a result of that sin, death anywhere there is sin, death is not far. you know, in fact the Bible says the wages of sin is death good now, so that's the bad news. The bad news is this. Um, in First John chapter 1, verse 8, so around verse 8 to 9, he says, if we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Good. If you understand the person, if you understand God is just, in fact, let me, uh, let's um, leave the just part of him first. He's holy. Now, so when he says holy, cannot behold iniquity. Um, saying uh, around his environment, is holy. Good. Now, if he's holy, then, and mankind, uh, if he's holy and sees sin in me, um, then the Bible says the wrath of God is, you know, the, the, that God is constantly angry with the wicked. Constantly. His face is against the wicked. That's the bad news. And if you read, um, so what he did was that if you go through the Old Testament, you will see where sacrifices were instituted and all that. Just to first, um, uh, that did not take away sin. That just covered their sin. It didn't take away sin. In fact, if you read uh, when John John came, John the Baptist came, The announcement he made was, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin. Before then, the sins were not taken. The sins were just covered. Good. So men struggled from that time. You know, sin, judgment, sin, judgment. Um, Of course, he was still a God of mercy in as much as uh, uh, he's a just God. And anywhere uh, sin is established, anywhere sin is legalized, of course, what they are just doing is attracting the judgment of God. Now, so that's the bad news. That God will look at man and will see sin in man. And as a result, judgment will come. Now, that is bad news. That our sin hindered us. You know, you go back again to the garden. When Adam and Eve sinned, the Bible said they hid themselves, you know. And when God came, said, "We, Adam, where are you? Say, we heard your voice and we hid ourselves because we hid ourselves because we were naked, you know. And the question is, I've said this before, that who were they hiding from? There were just two in the garden, Adam and Eve, husband and wife. You know so, if the husband was hiding from the wife, um, and the wife was that is nakedness now, then it's a serious problem. Now haven't said all this, that is the bad news. And man lived with that bad news for a long time. Of course, the prophets came and um, prophesied. Consigning the coming of Jesus, that was, which was good news. In fact, if you read, I think somewhere in Hebrews, he said these people they longed to see. You know, they gave prophecies that even even they could not even the interpretation was difficult for them. But God gave them that privilege to see. You know, they saw what was going to happen. You know, they were inspired to speak. So prophecies went ahead finally um, John came and started announcing that announcement, what is the gospel? The gospel is good news the gospel is good message the gospel is good announcement what is that announcement? they announced first, the gospel is from somebody And it's about somebody. The gospel is from God. It's a message from God about Christ. Let me say that again. The message is from God because you see that God loves us so much. Uh, So, so much. Even in our um, uh, stubbornness, He still loves us. You know, and I was thinking of it yesterday. You have children, and, you know, as they grow, you, you deal with some things and all that uh, irrespective of how much they misbehave. They're still your your, your children. Now, but I just pictured, you know, it, it's like this. It's like your children saying they don't want you as a father again. Your children say they, they, they don't want you as their mother again. It's painful. Now, That's what we do when we reject God because you can reject God. As we continue you see that people actually can reject this good news. Now so the gospel is good announcement, the gospel is good message, the gospel is good news. Good news in the sense that, okay, take for example, you know, one of the things I know people drive the life You're Looking, maybe you're, you're, you, are, you, are, you are, you've been applying for a job. You go for an interview and they say, okay, we'll get back to you. Why do you keep people hanging? <laughs> you get back. Sometimes one month they've not gotten back to you, you know, so this person is expecting to hear something, you know. I believe a lot of people just wish. Just tell me if I fail, let me know that I'm going to the next level. If I you know, if I if I scale through, then let me know I'm, what I'm preparing for. But of course the organizations have you way saying we'll get back to you. You know, as I say, um, once you hear something like that, we'll get back to you. No, no, that's that's not true. You know. Um yeah, I know of an organization, when you write the exam, sometimes it takes a year. One year, yes, before they get back to you, uh, they take that process, I think... So, the person wants to hear good news. Um, Somebody was, um, well, not necessarily wrongly diagnosed, but the doctor suspected something and said he was suspecting cancer, you know. But they needed to go for tests and all that, so they went for. Now, for that period, that the doctor said to her that, oh, she su- he suspects cancer and all that. Of course, once the average person hears cancer, you know, it's like they've given you a death sentence. So she was not at peace and all that. So she went for the test. You know, the result came out, and they said, oh, sorry, it wasn't cancer. You know, just something. was. She went through a procedure and she was fine. Now that was good news for her. Now, before then, there was bad news. Before then, uh, the, the, there, were fears, there was fear, fear around. Now, so, again, what is the gospel? Again, I've said a number of things. It is good message. It is good news. It is good announcement. It is a message from God about Christ. It's very important. The gospel is not your testimony. No, it's not your personal testimony. The gospel is the testimony of Christ. It's not your personal because we want to share the gospel, so we start sharing our testimonies. It's not your testimony. The gospel is about Christ. The gospel is the message that has come to us from God and is about Christ. If it is not about Christ, that was that is why. If you read, if you read Paul, Paul actually placed a curse on anyone who teaches another gospel. In fact, he said, I know there are people who are waiting for me to just leave so that when I leave, he said they will not spare the sheep. They are going to preach another gospel. There is another gospel. I've talked about it here before. He a curse. He said even if an angel of God comes from heaven and teaches another gospel, let that person be at, let that person be at curse. Let that person be at curse. In Galatians, he said, oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Why? Because they were deviating from the true gospel. Now, the fact that you heard the gospel first does not mean that you will leave the gospel. No, it's the gospel that you heard, the good news that you heard. It is that good news that will sustain you until you see Christ. So it's not a one-off thing that you've heard the gospel. No, you'll keep hearing it. You'll keep hearing the gospel. So what is the gospel? So the gospel is the message that has come to us from God and is about Christ Jesus. The gospel is the good news of the pressing and the work of Jesus. Let me summarize it like that. The gospel is the good news of the pressing and the work of Jesus. And it's only people who have been, who know their state or who know their state before that can accept this message. So that is the gospel. Good news from God about the pressing and the work of Jesus. That is the gospel.
1: Okay. Thank you so much, sir. Um, there's this scripture, Romans chapter one, verse sixteen. Now you've you've talked about the, the gospel being good news, so I would expect that anybody would want to receive good news. Okay. So um now permit me to read from King James Version. It says, For I am not ashamed, Romans one sixteen. Okay. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. My question is from that first part. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel is good news. Yeah. Why would anyone want to be ashamed of what is good
0: news? Oh, Jesus died and went to hell and preached <laughs> to the people in hell. And it surprised you that people in hell still, some people still did not accept that uh, message. Good. So why would people reject good news? Because they are human beings. The Bible said, lo- "Men love darkness rather than light." Mm. Mm, good. So is the natural man. Why would somebody want to reject good news? Is the natural man. It's just the you know it takes God for you to accept this message. Like I said, it's about you. You don't. Oh, don't you think a lot about rejecting the gospel? They don't know, but they are. Because if you leave what Jesus did and you are hoping that God will hear you because of what you are doing or what you have done, you have left the gospel. So there are people who go to church who have left the gospel because the gospel is, a, is about the person and the work of Jesus. So when Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, uh, uh, for it is a power of God uh, for salvation to everyone who believes. Now, people can be ashamed of the gospel. Yes. So it's good news. Um, why would somebody be ashamed of the gospel? I think it's the, 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 is the thing, uh, is the, it, is about the man, the, the, that natural man. Okay. Let me give you an example. Somebody was, uh on the sickbed and a pastor of true life story. The pastor went to her and, you know, ministers to her and all that. And this is somebody who has been good, but, um she just kept Jesus so the pastor told her she kept Jesus in one corner so the pastor told her that come you are not better than the prostitutes on the street and she got angry but well, that's a fact it's, po- you, it's possible that oh since you were born you've not done anything and all that you know you brag on your righteousness and you've never accepted Jesus in Christianity your righteousness means nothing that's why Jesus said, even tax collectors, he said, tax collectors and, um, uh, prostitutes will enter the kingdom before, before a lot of those uh, Pharisees. Why? Because of their self-righteousness. So it's just, um, you know, like, like somebody said, it's too, it's too good and it's too simple to be true. You know, it's too simple to be. That is why people reject it. But in the simplicity of the gospel is the power of God. In the simplicity of the gospel is the power of God for salvation. A good example is that man on the cross, the, the thief on the cross that was crucified alongside with Jesus. In a now, I believe if you know that guy in town, uh, for the sentence he got, of course he was a very very bad guy. Mm. Uh, so, but the conversation between that man. And Jesus was not heard by anybody. But thank God it was recorded. It was between Jesus and that man. Because with that pain, I don't think, you know, he's like, I believe they were close, very close to each other. Now, with the pain that they were going through, there was no time to shout for everybody to hear. But he heard the good news there. He heard, he, he, he believed the good news. And Jesus said, today, You'll be with me in paradise. Meanwhile, there's remember there was another guy there who was hauling curses and abuses on Jesus and all that. The same opportunity that one had. That was, that was the same opportunity the other guy had. But one accepted the good news. It's true. What that guy was waiting for, he said, if you are the son of God, save yourself first before you save me. He didn't come to save himself. He came to save us. You know, but say if you have not done it for yourself, does it mean that, that you now want to do it for? You don't understand this thing. He didn't come to save himself; he came to save you. So that is why people who will accept the gospel uh, over time. I've seen this, you know. People who accept the gospel are people who have been, you know, that understand their state. They are, please again, the prostitutes. The people who understand that without God, I am nothing. The people who, you know, life has no meaning for them again. So when you present the gospel to such people, look at the people who came to Jesus. That woman that came with her alabaster boss and all that, uh, you know, broke the uh, the, the perfume and using her hair on Jesus and uh, somewhere in the book of Luke. Now, so People can reject that gospel. Yes, people also can be ashamed of that gospel. It's a gospel, it's a message of Jesus. And it says, if you believe, then you will be saved. You're not saved yet. No, you keep believing this gospel to the end. Then salvation will come. We've talked about salvation before, that's... When you uh, like, uh, you believe you heard the message, oh, you believe, fine, your sins are forgiven. Then the Bible says, Walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. What does it mean to walk out your salvation with fear and trembling? Uh, Paul talking in the book of Philippians. It means that now that I have accepted this good news, my life in secret must reflect what I have believed. The fear we're talking of here is a life that you live in secret. Is that's life that you live when nobody's watching. That's, oh, this man, uh, you know, whom I've believed, this person whom whom I've believed in, he has forgiven me. Therefore, I will live for him. Now that living for Christ in secret is what it means to walk yourself, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. Hmm? Now the third level of salvation is not in your control. Is in the control of uh, that is when Jesus, the Bible said, is coming with salvation. Now, so people can reject the, the gospel. Oh, people do. Now, there are people who also accepted the gospel before that have left the gospel. So Paul will say to the Galatians, He said, Haven't started in the spirit. Do you want to now perfect this thing in the flesh? It's not possible. If you have started with the gospel, you ought to continue with the gospel and you will end with the gospel. There are people who are chasing witches now. That is not the gospel. There are people who sow seed to get from Jesus, to get from God. That is not the gospel. So you see that they started well, but along the line, they want to do things for themselves to get the favor of God. Now you see that you can even start with the gospel. And you deviate from the gospel. So they say you want to get something, you sow a seed. That's not the gospel. That's not the gospel. That's idol worship. It's not the gospel of Jesus. The Bible said, for we know, uh, the, for we know, um, how do you put it again? He said, though he was rich, but for our sakes he, be- he became poor, that through his poverty we might be rich. Now, so. People started with the gospel, which is the message of Jesus, understanding that you are going to hell, understanding that your life is useless. Let me read for you one scripture that has been exciting me for for weeks now, and I'll read it from the Good News Translation. Um, Sorry, yes, I'll read it from the Living Bible, sorry. That's in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 11. It says in this new life like I said I'm reading from the new living from the good new, the living Bible sorry the living Bible say in this new life once nationality or race or education or social position is unimportant such things mean nothing whether a person has Christ is what matters and is equally available to all that is this Christ is equally available to all so what is the good news the good news is that Irrespective of your nationality, you are not inferior. The good news is that, irrespective of your race, irrespective of your education, your social position, in Christ, all this—the uh, the the Bible says that Colossians three eleven, the Living Bible—it says in Christ, all these things mean nothing. What is important in this new life is that a man has Christ, and that's the emphasis. So, what is the good news? The good news is that. I have Christ in me. The good news is that my sins are forgiven. The good news is that I believe the finished work of Jesus. You know, we've said here before, uh, when they talk of foundational, uh, uh, that a Christian has, uh, how do they put it again? They, they need to visit your foundation. Mm-hmm. It's not the good news. Christ is your foundation. Once you accept that, you have accepted the good news. Mm-hmm. You have accepted the gospel. The gospel is that no child of God is under a curse. That's the gospel. The gospel is that I can come to the Father according to what Hebrews told us. That we should come boldly and when we come, we receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That is the gospel. People can reject the gospel. People can be ashamed of the gospel. And listen, who are people... Who, now, It's not the unbelievers who are ashamed of the gospel. These people who are ashamed of the gospel are people who have received the gospel. Like we said, it's an ongoing thing. What you receive, that's what will sustain you. And people who have received the gospel, you know what Jesus said? He said, if you are ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you before my father and his holy angels. So people can be ashamed of Jesus. Yes, people can be ashamed of Jesus. Or oh, people can be ashamed of Jesus in their offices. People can be ashamed of Jesus in their environment. Hmm? Yes, people can. When you, when you talk of Jesus, they, they don't want to even talk about Jesus. People can be ashamed. But that is, the, that, is, that is what the people need. They need Jesus. So you can be ashamed of Jesus. People can be ashamed of Jesus in their family. Yes. And Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me, that is people establishing that people can be ashamed of Jesus, I will also be ashamed of you. If you deny me, I will also deny you before my father and his holy angels. The gospel is about him. So is he one presenting us to the father? So if we deny him here, he will do the same thing to us there. But if we accept him, we accept that good news. Oh, then he's going to present us to the Father blameless. He's going to present us to the Father righteous. He's going to, you know, he's our intercessor. We understand that he's seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. We need to preach this gospel. We need to tell people what Jesus has done. And people need also to believe and embrace this gospel of Jesus.
1: Okay, thank you, sir. Um, When you were talking, you actually said that, um, we need to keep hearing the gospel yeah. people need to keep hearing the gospel that um salvation is not a one-off thing now my question is this from what you've said the gospel is you know getting to the point where you hear about you've heard about the bad news about our sin and leading us to hell and all that and then the good news is about salvation that comes in christ believing in christ through faith in christ so when we you talk about keep hearing the gospel, is it that there are different aspects to this gospel of Christ, or is it that every time in the life of a Christian you need to keep hearing that um, Jesus gave you gave His life for you, accept Him? Jesus is, I mean, is that all the God, is that all the good news
0: about Jesus is? That's all. It, that's that's it. Um, Christianity is not exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Christianity is that you keep hearing this thing over and over again, and. It's crazy. You know, you just keep, that, 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 that's in the bad manner. He gave them, you know, food from heaven. And the Bible say, how did he say? They, they called it this miserable food. We know this miserable food. Why? Because it was just one thing that they were eating over and over again. But that's where salvation is. <laughs> you see all this variety that we're trying to bring into Christianity. It's not working. It's killing us. Is about Jesus. You will go to church every Sunday, you will hear it. This whole thing we'll be saying, you see, uh, we've been doing this thing now for over seven years. This whole thing is about Jesus, nothing else. And I'm not planning to change it. <laughs> As, no, I'm not planning to change it. If we talk about we talk we talk, we just finished the series on faith. It's about Christ. Mm. I didn't come to teach you how you will use faith to get something. My, if you followed very well what I was teaching or what I taught in that process is how you focus on Christ, because in Christ, the Bible says, in Christ everything has a, its proper place. You know, it's about Christ. If you focus on the person of Christ, if you focus on the teaching of Christ, you focus on you know, permit me to use the word the principles of Christ. It's about Christ, nothing else. So we'll keep going over over uh, over it again, over and over. Again so when we try to bring new things we'll keep preaching it. Jesus died for you. you will believe it. Jesus died for you. you'll believe it. We'll say it again and again. we can say it in different way but it's the same thing we are saying ultimately I have a son who um uh, one of my sons doesn't eat you know this uh, It doesn't eat beans. Okay. You know, if you prepare this, how do you call it? Is it jollof beans or? It doesn't (laughs) eat beans. The normal beans will eat. Good. But he eats akara and he eats (laughs) Moimoi. Somehow he's eating beans, right? Yeah. Uh It doesn't eat. If you boil the beans, put oil, put your pepper and all that, It doesn't eat it, you know, like that. But if you use it to make akara or use it to make Moimoi, oh, he loves it so much. Somehow you will eat it. So we will present, it's about Jesus and you. The thing is, he died for you. If you reject him, the Bible says those it says those who reject him are condemned already. If you reject him, then you are condemned already. So it's about Jesus, and we keep saying it's about Jesus. We don't get tired of it. Most times, that's when when we bring business uh, principles to church, we are just trying to make it thing exciting. Mm. The gospel is not about business principle. The gospel is about Jesus. The gospel is not even about healing. These are fallouts of the gospel. It's not about healing. The gospel is that you were dying, you were going to hell, you were going to die. Then Jesus came, God sent his son, his only son, and he died for you. That's it. It's not about your business growing. Your business can die and you go to heaven. Your business can grow and you go to hell. Your business can also do well and you go to heaven. So it's not about your business. It's not about you getting married. It's not about you having driving a car or having your own house and all that. It does, that's not the gospel. The gospel is about Jesus. And that is why I said until you know your former state, you will not appreciate the gospel. Some of us still think we were good. There was, there's nothing good in any of us until Jesus came into us. Mm. There, is, there, was nothing, there was nothing good in us. And if you take Jesus out of a lot of if you take Jesus out of any man, you'll be amazed at the things you do in five minutes. Mm. Or you'll be amazed at the things you do in five minutes. Let, let me read the scripture for you. Um I, I I'll read from the the New Living Translation. Um, that's from uh, from the Old Testament. That's um, Jonah chapter 3. Sorry, let me get there quickly. Jonah chapter 3, verse um, I think that should be around verse 10. Okay. Yeah. Now look at what it says. It says, when God saw, okay, let me start from verse 9 say who can tell perhaps even yet God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us that was when Jonah went to them if you read very interesting read you know then in verse 10 when God saw that they had when God saw what they had done and how they had put his top to their evil ways because that was going to bring judgment to them eh that was going to bring serious, God was going to wipe them off. He's done that over and over again. Not because he loves to do that, but his person would not, he cannot behold iniquity. Good. So when God saw that he had, that they've changed their ways, he changed his mind. That is God and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. Huh? Now go to f- chapter four of Jonah. I just read chapter three, verse nine and 10 for you look at chapter 4. Now, I'll first read uh, verse, uh, verses 11 of chapter 4. Then I'll go back to verse 1 of chapter 4. Now, listen to verse 1. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? So, God saw these people who who are living, over 120,000 people in Nineveh, who were living in spiritual darkness, and as a result, sent Jonah to them, to give them, please let me borrow the word, the gospel. But eventually they will hear and repent, because that's what he wants for people. That's the love of the Father. He doesn't want them to perish, right? When you see people perish, it's because they have rejected the gospel. When you see people perish, it's because they are ashamed of the gospel. Well, he doesn't want them to perish. Therefore, he sent Jonah and Jonah, Jonah knew God, right? So in that chapter three that we read, God saw that he repented and the Bible said he changed his mind. And in this chapter four, verse um, 10, it says there were 100 and over 120,000 people. I read from the New Living Translation. It makes things easier for me. Now, so let me go to verse one of Jonah chapter four. It says this. Change of plans greatly upset, upset Jonah. This change of plans is in uh, chapter 3, verse 10. What is the change of plans? That the people that God wanted to destroy, repented, changed their ways, and God said, oh, I will not destroy them again. That was what angered Jonah. That was what made Jonah upset. You see, this change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry. So he complains to God in verse 2. So he complains to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tashish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. He said, just kill me now. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. What did he predict? What was his prophecy? That God will kill all of you. That was his prophecy. And he wanted to see that happen. It's going to take me somewhere. What made God send Jesus to earth? For God so loved the world. You cannot preach this gospel to people that you do not love. Unfortunately, we have, a lot of us, We have been injected with hatred for a certain uh, uh, class of people or um, race or tribe. Therefore, what we just want to see is let our prophecy of doom come to pass. Mm -hmm. You can't preach the gospel like that. You are like Jonah. Jonah was more concerned about his reputation. I'm a prophet. What I say should come to pass. Listen, prophets can prophesy, yet. Listen, prophets, a true prophet can prophesy, and what, what he prophesied will not come to pass. Yes, it's very possible. The prophecy will not come to pass. The fact that you're making prophecies is not you just saying something and it will come to pass. Huh? For, don't forget, these things have to do with the plan and purposes of God. So these people repented and Jonah was angry. And he said, I would rather die than they say that my prophecy failed. I know a lot of us are like that today. There's still a parable somewhere in the book of Matthew of how the master went out. And, um, you know, um, employed, the Bible said it came by 6 a.m., took some workers, by 9 a.m., took another set. He came by 12, took another set, came by 3, took another set. Then he came by 5 p.m. And those people who he took by 5 p.m. worked for just one hour. And when he was to pay, sometimes I say, Jesus, why are you doing like this? When he was to pay, (laughs) he started paying from the guy he employed by 5 p.m. And he paid him the same amount that that he agreed with the guys who worked from uh, all day. From, they, that they worked all day. They did the full day's job. And those guys were angry. Now, of course, there are a lot of lessons from there. But look at that story. Jesus knew what he was doing. Of course, he, he would have settled these guys first so that not to cause problem. If it's me, I believe that is what I would do. You know, so that it won't be like I'm a wicked person. So I'll settle the guys from the top, you know, to the bottom. You know, I'll give them, oh, you walked good. Why I said to this guy. But I believe he wanted to first, like I said, the number of lessons there. But what I saw was I just saw the heart of those guys who worked, who started working first. Now these are people, the, the guys who were employed by five by is it five o'clock now. They've been standing there, they've been trusting God, they've been believing that somebody will come and hire us for the day. Finally, they got hired. I believe the mind of God would be this, that you should be happy that at least this person is hired. He would have money to feed his, to feed his children. He would, have, he would have money to pay his rent. He would have money to do certain things. But rather, we'll get would we'll, we'll rather get angry that God is showing. You know, when the thing is favoring us, we call it Favor when he's not favoring us, we say it's tribalism or nepotism, or we just give it one name, but if he's favoring us, oh, God is showering his favor on us, It just like look, read Luke look chapter 15 read Luke chapter 15 you see the story again of that boy, uh, you know uh, the prodigal son how the brother got angry, you know He's anger this guy squandered your resources God is not poor. He has, you know, He has enough to go around. So why are you throwing this part? Boy, is the heart of the Father? Why are you? On his own is why are you celebrating him like this. Well, the lost son has just returned, and that gladdens the heart of the Father. It's not that he's not happy that the people who have been with him are still with him. Of course, he's very happy. But when we see people. Who is supposed to die? People who are supposed to be condemned. When we see them return, let's give glory to God. That is the gospel.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much, Pastor. Um, and it is time to get interactive. It's time to call in. Um, the number to call is 902 2 902 And you can send your questions to our Facebook page, Word versus world and we already have a question on the page. Uh, this question is from Pastor Omeadi and it says, Pastor, thanks once again. Please, sir, you said I don't need to sow a seed to get something from God mm-hmm. as a Christian. But the Bible says that Isaac sowed in the land and he reaped from the same place. I am taught that there is sowing time and reaping time. Please, sir, I need explanation. Okay.
0: <laughs> Pastor Sonny, Uh when we talk of sowing uh, you know when you hear the word seed now um, uh, because of the way it's being used of course I'm not saying that you should not give to a church I'm not saying that you should not give to of course we'll get to that point when I won't talk about giving for the course, uh, to the cause of the gospel we'll get to that point but not today because you actually need money money is needed to spread this gospel but not now so when you, when you say Isaac sowed in the land and all that, let's not forget he was acting on an instruction. People were living, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there was famine. Uh, people mm-hmm. were, like you say, Japa, you know, Japa was the trend then. Well, God said to Isaac, no, stay here. When you see that word so, it means stay here and do your work here. Uh, let's say, for example, Okay, DJ Trish is here. Oh, so I don't know if maybe she's thinking of Japarin, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> so, and God says to her, no, stay here. Eh? And sow in the land. It doesn't mean sow money. It means this is your DJ work you are doing. Continue it in Nigeria. Then I will bless you there. That's what it means. It's not sow money. No. Isaac was a farmer. Mm-hmm. What he sowed was his, uh, his crop. His crop. And in the same year, he ripped. You remember what the Bible... Why were they... Why were Because it was an agrarian society. Don't mm. forget, there was no rain and all that. There's that, a film I watched, Fit Like Potatoes, you know. A very interesting movie, you know, where a man had to plant potatoes. I think he took a loan from a bank, uh, bought seedlings of potatoes, and he, he he sold in a time where there was no rain. Mm. That was risky. Do you understand? So when you say Isaac, when you say Isaac, when you say Isaac, sold in the land, what it simply means is this. When you say Isaac sold in the land, what it simply means is this: is that God told him to stay. Don't japa, you know, stay. Okay. And do your work, you know. And Isaac obeyed that. And in the same year, he ripped a hundredfold. Okay. It doesn't, was was, God wasn't telling him sow a seed like we do sow a seed of money. No, it was an instruction from God. And if God is telling you to leave, why, why should you stay? But if God tells you to stay, then you should, you should stay. That's what it meant when you say Isaac sowed in the land. Not that he gave money to a church and said, this is my seed for prosperity. (laughs) No, that was not what Isaac did.
1: Okay. Uh, There's also another question on the Facebook page, and uh, it is also from Pastor Sunny. And he said, um, um, Pastor, I I have a question. If the gospel is good news, does it not also include the good news of me buying a new car, building a new house, getting married and enjoying the good things of life? So are these things not also good news?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um good question. Um those are you know Jesus said, he, he puts it like this. He says, he first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and other things shall be added. Good. Um, it's like I said earlier. It's only good news to a man who understands that this is where I'm heading to. This is my destination. That, um, for, for example, they've given you a death sentence and um, um, Okay, let's say, for example, a, 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 somebody who committed a crime and um, was sentenced to death. So he appealed the judgment, and the uh, uh, the appeal court upheld the judgment of the lower court, like people say it. good. So um, he goes to the Supreme Court. Now, don't forget that this man has been sentenced to death. Now, so he goes to the Supreme Court, and they bring news to him that you're not going to die again, right? That all will see the judgment and see the judgment. Okay, maybe it was now reduced or reviewed until is to serve for 10 years. Now, that is good news to that man. Now, why did I say that? See, what's the most precious thing that you have? is the salvation of your soul. The gospel addresses your soul. You see these things you talk about houses, cars, these are things that uh, and again, God will these are things that just um um they are tools for work, right? For example, I drove to this place. I came with my, I came with my car. I forgot something. I had to drive back. You know, I have to drive I had to drive back. Because what I, I what, what the streaming platform we are in pre, we are presently streaming from that I forgot the call that I forgot the call somewhere so I had to drive back now it's because I had a car do you understand if I was to use a keke or whatever you know there will be delay stressful. you know so good I have a car not because the car is in necessity now used for the work now so if in the course of my service to God. He knows that I need certain things. He will provide those things. But not that I will, he's not um, how do I put it now? It's not uh, he's not a bragging right that I have a car. Is that I have something that aids my work. That, that is how, when you see these material things, that is how they are supposed to be. You, do you understand? That is what they're supposed to be used for. However, the gospel is not about that. No. It's not about that. These things are fallouts. As a matter of fact, I was um, discussing with some of my brothers. We were just talking about this in kingdom of God thing and his righteousness. When the Bible says other things shall be added, if your mind and your eyes are are on those other things, then you're missing it. Mm. I, I don't know if you understand. Then you're missing it. As a matter of fact, we came to a conclusion that the addition is the satisfaction that people get from those things that God will give to you. So Paul puts it like this. Um, he says, do not worry about anything, but pray about everything. it talks about the peace of God. Do you understand? That is, a man who lives in a hut, a hut can have the peace of God like the man who lives in a duplex. He has a same satisfaction yes it's very possible that you can have that same satisfaction the man whose child attends a public school because some of these things are now becoming bragging rights they are not supposed to be if god has blessed you take your if you want to take your child to harvard god will not punish you for that i've always said um if you read revelation the church, the church in the Laudation church, God was not angry with them because he prospered. No. God is never angry with you because you have prospered. God was angry with them because their eyes, they now said we are rich. That is, their eyes, their, uh, you know, uh, everything was now on that riches. He's never angry with the man who has prospered. Neither is he angry with the persecuted church. And the persecuted church should not be angry with the church that has prospered. Neither the church that has prospered Uh, you know, mock the church that is being persecuted. No, we're serving Christ. Good. So it's not about these material things. Even the cost of our service to God, God brings in our our way. Beautiful. This whole thing about the gospel is about our eternal uh, uh, destination. The whole thing about the gospel is about our eternal destination. So it's not about uh, whether I have a car, whether unbelievers have these things also. And I tell, uh, you know, sometimes we, we just act like, a lot of us do not even understand what Christianity is. That's the truth. And from next day, what I want to be doing is, you not know, disciple people, talk to people about, understand what this Christianity is. It's not about you having a car. It's not about you getting married. It's not about you having a child. There are people who are not Christians who have these things. So why do we kill ourselves? The, the Bible says, Jesus speaking, said these are the things that the Gentiles seek after but for us our focus would be the kingdom of god he will add he will add he will thank add thank you sir and we have a call
1: hello good morning
0: hello good morning
1: yes sir your name and your question please
0: calling from okay go ahead um to pastor donkey. Uh,
1: uh for his um degree of god um, okay thank you this is pastor Udu Okemute. thank you so very much sir uh, for listening and um, hello good morning hello okay um sorry we lost that call um so but um the phone lines are open zero nine zero two zero zero two zero nine two five. So you can actually call in and of course you can send your chats and your Okay yeah we have another call. Hello good morning. Hello. Good
0: morning.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Go- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay go ahead your question please.
0: And that's what you thank pastor. I've been following you, but because and saying that I've passed on an announcement. Thank pastor. All
1: right, thank you very much. Um, you know, uh, hello, hello. Okay. So well, like like I was saying, you can actually send your questions and your um, comments to our WhatsApp. Um, number 905 We have another call. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Please, can you step away from your device a little?
0: Okay. I'm calling for
1: Okay, go ahead with your question. Please, go ahead with your question. okay uh we seem to have had a problem connecting with him good morning uh, good morning yes uh your name and your question please <laughs> I'm sorry we cannot we, we really couldn't um, hear you I think um you you had an issue with your radio set so it's um we cannot take any more calls um, right now um, I'm sorry but please if you do have any questions send them to our Facebook page word versus world if you also have um, you can also use it you can send them via whatsapp 0905 550 At 5 p.m. today, um, Pastor Okemote will be having a live broadcast, Grace and Truth. And it's um, on YouTube, it's also on Facebook, and of course, you can tune into Mixler as well at 5 p.m. today. Um, Remember also that um, you can actually be a blessing to the work that the Lord is doing here. So in order to do that, just send um, a chat to the WhatsApp, uh, via WhatsApp to the line I mentioned earlier, 0905 5506017 and um, you'll be giving details on how you can do that. Let's remember that the message of Christ is really about Christ. Um, it's not about what we can get from it. There's something pastor said one time. He said, it's, it's really about what you become through the message, what you become. So, and we are becoming more like Jesus. Let's endeavor to study the word. Let's endeavor to give everything up just for Jesus Christ so we can become Jesus Christ. Uh, my name is Hope. You have been on to word versus world. Do have a blessed week.